Are you ready? What's for dinner? <laughs> I'm hungry. Yum, 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 yum. Let's go, everybody. Yay! Yay! Hello, everybody. Welcome to Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner. So this is our first episode. Uh, obviously, my name is Zoe. I'm really glad to be here. I want to thank Victor and the Who's Blind Life channel is it anyway. Um, thanks to my family, my cameraman, and everybody who's supporting me in this. The reason for me being here is I want to share beautiful recipes with you. And I want to show to sighted people, but mostly blind, that if we really put our mind to it, we can do anything. I've been cooking for 25 years. I'm not a professional chef. I don't have a degree. My husband begs to differ <laughs> in that sense because he loves my cooking and my recipes may not be for everybody. I am of Greek background, so I'll be sharing a lot of Greek recipes with you. Not only Greek recipes, but definitely some. And I hope that we can have fun. I hope I can share some tips with you that you'll find useful. Um, as a blind cook, I can tell you that I have run into stumbling blocks. I have had to ask for sighted assistance. That's just normal. There's nothing we can do about it. But I've overcome 90%, if not more, of my stumbling blocks. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. I have no vision in my right eye, and in my left eye, I can basically see shadows, light and dark. So I have, I can't see colors, I can't see, I can't make out certain, I can't make out certain things. I can't really make out anything. I used to have more vision, we'll get into that in another day. For purposes of time, I'd love to show you, because I'm so excited, right off the bat, I'd like to show you everything, but obviously we'd be here for eight hours and who wants to sit in front of YouTube for eight hours? So I'm just gonna mention some things, but as we do episodes, uh, I will show you different tricks, I will show you different gadgets and so on and so forth. So thank you for anybody who's interested, for anybody who's tuning in. I don't know who's out there watching, but I love you all. And uh, that's it. I hope you enjoy my show. I will start with just mentioning, I'm not gonna go really into depth, um, kitchen gadgets. As a blind cook, I mean, sighted people have kitchen gadgets. 
you go into somebody's house and they have 20, you know, different gadgets and, you know, uh, a blender and a mixer and so on and so forth. Well, we as blind people, we need certain gadgets as well that sighted people don't need. What has made my life easier in the kitchen is at least three gadgets that are now a necessity for me. They make my life easier. They help me cook quicker, more accurately, and I feel confidence using these gadgets. So I'm just gonna briefly move over to the counter. I have a very small kitchen. So this counter that I'm standing next to is my workspace. And I'll go through it with you guys later, but this is all the gadgets I'm gonna need and the ingredients for the recipe we're gonna make today. Um, but on the counter across from me, I just have my gadgets sitting there that I just want to introduce you today. So I'm just going to move over here. So the three major gadgets that I feel I need in the kitchen, and I hope that, uh, blind people will find use useful is one is the kitchen timer. I use the kitchen timer constantly. I use it for baking, cooking. I mean, I, I even use it for other things, but I definitely need this in the kitchen. This particular kitchen timer, I've just gotten from a blind, um, blind aid store here in Toronto. And it's got one, two, three, four, five. It's got six buttons. So it's got two rows of three. For right now, what I need to, I'm gonna just describe the top row for you, for, for you. The first button as you're looking at it is your hour button. So if you wanted to just set your timer for one hour because you're baking a cake and it's exactly one hour, you would just press that button. The second button is the minute button. So one hour and 10 minutes, you would press the one hour and then you would press the second button 10 times. And the third button is the second button, seconds. And then your, your um, bottom row, the button that is at the bottom row on your right as you're looking at it is your start button. Forget about the middle button right now. And the left button on the bottom row is your clear button, your cancel button, whatever you want to call it. So I'm just going to briefly demonstrate quickly because we're not going to, you know, I'm just going to set the timer for one minute. So when I press the top middle button of the first row, so when I press it, you're going to hear it say one minute. So I'm just going to press it. So there we go. She said one minute, but it's not counting down now. I need to find the start button. The start button we said is the bottom row all the way to the right. So I'm going to press that and you're going to hear a beep. So this means that it's counting down now. You're going to say to me, how do you know it's counting down? Well, the beep is supposed to tell you it's counting down. And she just confirmed to me that there's 50 seconds left on my timer. So this is going to count down to one minute. When it finishes counting down, we're at the 40 second mark. It's going to start beeping constantly to tell me that the time is done. So we've got 30 seconds. So obviously 
common sense. The next thing she's going to announce is 20. When she gets to the 10 seconds, so there we go. When she gets to the 10 seconds, which is the next thing we're going to hear, she's going to count down by second. And you'll just hear that in a few seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So she finished counting down. It's beeping. That's telling you your time is up. So you're just going to press that start button again. You're going to press it. And just for clearing, go ahead and press the button that I mentioned before that's all the way to the left, um, which is your clear button, just in case you press clear. So that's our timer. The other thing that's very important for me in the, in the kitchen is the kitchen scale. The kitchen, the talking kitchen scale is... I don't even remember what brand it is. It does say somewhere. But this is a very common kitchen scale. I have found a few others and I've tried them. Not as good. Right now, this could be better, but right now this is the best that's on the market. Uh, you can get it online. You can get it at your... In Toronto, for example, you can get it at your local CNIB or at a blind aid store very easy to find. This to me is a necessity. This is a uh, five pound scale. So you can weigh up to five pounds, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly. And this has, it's got a big square that if you run your hand across, as a blind person, if you run your hand across the scale, you can feel a big, huge metal square. That's obviously your area to weigh things. Now, if you're weighing milk, you're going to say to me, well, how are you going to do that? Well, you're going to place a bowl on your scale, and then you're going to obviously pour the milk into the bowl. If you just want to weigh a potato for some reason, you can place the potato directly on this metal square. At the bottom, it's got four buttons. As you're looking at it, your button all the way to the right is your on and off button. The one, um, the one next to it, so the second from the right, is your, sorry, you know, I made, I just made a mistake, actually. Your button all the way to the right is your on button. Your button next to it, the second from the right, is your off button. The third button is the tear feature. I will explain that at another time. It is useful, but it's not necessary. And your um, fourth button, you know, I think I actually just made a mistake. Again, I'm so sorry. Your third button, which I mentioned was the tear button, is not. It's your ounces or grams button. If you press it, it'll tell you the weight in grams. If you press it again, it'll tell you the weight in ounces. And the last button is your tear button. So I'm just going to turn it on quickly just so you guys can hear it. Hello. So she greeted us and she's telling us it's ready for you to weigh. If I were to press the grams and ounces button, I've pressed it, it actually doesn't it doesn't actually tell you that it switched, but she just announced to me 0.0, .0 ounces. So it's in ounces. 
Now it's doing that because I'm actually don't have the scale flat as I should because I'm trying to show it to the camera. Um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't normally be talking like this. If I press it again, it doesn't tell me that it switched, but now it's telling me three grams. Probably my fingers touched the weighing area. So you see the difference between ounces and grams. That's it for this right now. I'm just going to turn it off. Goodbye. And she says goodbye. So she's uh, very polite as well. Um, so this is a necessity. You can weigh your liquids for food. You can weigh your items for baking. Your guys are going to see me constantly use this while we're cooking. I actually don't need it for today's recipe. The last thing I'm going to mention for today for gadgets is the pen friend. Some of you may know it. Some of you may use it. I, when I got this, I never thought in a million years how useful this would be to me. I know there's apps out there that you can scan barcodes. So you can have a carton of salt or a jar of salt and you can scan the barcode and in some instances it will tell you what it is. What if, you, what if your phone isn't working? What if you've run out of battery and you need to cook? What if that particular product that you're scanning is hasn't been uploaded to the net? Then guess what? You're not going to get the information you need. The pen friend comes with labels. I'll show you another day how to do this, but it comes with labels. I've purchased magnet. I've cut magnet into little pieces. I've stuck on labels, the labels that come with the pen friend. And I've pre-recorded my items so for example this is a mason I'm holding a mason jar mason jars for those who don't know are jars that you use for canning for jams and jellies and pickled items and so on and so forth these have a metal cap on top they either have a metal cap or they have a metal ring with a little disc. I'm not going to explain the purposes of mason jars right now because that's what, not what we're talking about today. But what I've done is I've, like I said, I cut up the little magnets and I've stuck labels on the magnets. And if I just let it go onto the metal cap, you heard it, it's stuck. So it's, it's a magnet. It just stays on the jar. So the reason I use mason jars for my spices is one, they're very airtight. So it gives the spices a longer shelf life. The second reason is because of the metal caps, I can label them. And the third reason is they have wide mouths. So you can stick a spoon in easily. So think about trying to fill a teaspoon with salt, with one of those either home shakers or the shakers that you can get at the supermarkets. Try filling a teaspoon with salt. Even sighted people are gonna lose some salt into the kitchen sink. With a mason jar, you open up the cap, you scoop out what you need, no salt lost, no mess, and this is a necessity. 
I use the pen friend for many things, as I said, but I'm just going to demonstrate how I use it with the spices. The pen friend, which again, we'll get into detail another time, has one, two, three, four, probably about five buttons. It doesn't really matter right now. The pen, it actually feels like a fat pen and it's got a tip at the bottom. So if you press the top button and hold it, it just beeped. Apparently I've been told by sighted people that a light goes on as well. Who cares? I'm blind. I can't see the light. Um, but I can hear the beep. So this is on now. So if I just, I look for the label with my fingers, I found it. So I'm just going to tap or place my pen, the tip of the pen, right on the label. And it told me what this is. Now, I'm just going to do it again silently so you guys can hear it. So that's my voice telling me what's in this jar. It's saying Diosmos. You're going to say to me, uh, never heard of that. What is that? What are you saying? I didn't quite get that. Yeah, I've pre-recorded these labels um, in Greek just because my family is Greek and my mother doesn't speak English. My husband's English is not that great. It's easier for them to use my pen friend because now they use my pen friend because they need to know what's in the jars, right? Because there's no labels for sighted people on the mason jars to see what this is. So what are we going to do? Are we going to have two sets of jars with spices? One for the sighted people in the house and one for the blind? Doesn't work that way. We're going to have 20 jars. We're going to have 100 jars. So I've taught my family how to use the pen friend but the labels need to be recorded in Greek because they don't understand English. So just for, if you're curious, diosmos is a Greek word for spearmint. So that's how you use it. Now, while I'm talking, the pen friend is still on. It does stay on for approximately a minute and then it turns off on its own for saving battery and so on and so forth. If I wanted to, I could just press the top button and it'll turn off again. This to me is an absolute necessity because obviously we cook with spices. Um, you can label cans, you can label anything. So that's it for gadgets for today because otherwise we're gonna be here for hours. So I'm just gonna, I'm going to take this with me because I'm gonna need it because we're gonna go back over to the counter to start our recipe. So let me just put my jar away because I'm not gonna use spearmint for this recipe. I don't need the kitchen scale, but I do need the timer. So I'm just gonna take the timer and the pen friend with me. <coughs> Pardon me. Today's recipe, I just wanted to start with something really simple, but something that everybody loves. Spaghetti. Spaghetti with a tomato sauce. We, at some point, we may do a meat sauce, we may do a white sauce, there's lots we can do. We'll do we'll do mac and cheese, but for today we're just going to do a nice simple light tomato sauce. If you want, you can grate parmesan cheese or whatever cheese you like and you can put it on top uh when you're serving. So, I don't need very much. Uh gadgets as we said, we need the pen friend, we need the timer. I need a quarter cup, so my measuring cup is a quarter cup. I need a knife, I need measuring spoons, 
I need a food processor. Now I have a beautiful mini food processor. If you can find this, it's really nice because it's compact and it really gets your, I mean, try doing one onion in a, you know, eight cup capacity food processor. It's, it's a real pain and you know, more to clean. So I've bought this little one. You can find them at Canadian Tire and they're fantastic for, you know, little jobs. And I've got a bowl, a couple of bowls. I'll explain to you what those are for eventually. And, and that's basically all I need. And of course my pots, I've got a non-stick pot and I've got just a regular stainless steel pot. Now, sighted or blind, non-stick pots are very, very good for sauces, for custards, for different things like this. They're very good if if you have the technique of stirring, they really don't uh, burn or stick. It's not that you can't burn something in a non-stick pot, of course you can. But if you know how to use it, and I do, it's fantastic and you're not gonna get little black dots in your sauces, which are really burst. <laughs> you know, you serve a white sauce to a sighted person with a whole bunch of little black spots. They're gonna go, uh, is this burnt or? What did she put in here? So, yeah, so we don't have this issue with the nonstick pot. Um, I am using, the stainless steel pot I'm using is actually great because I, it comes, it's the pot and it comes with a strainer. So, for those who are sighted, if I lift, they can see that this is a strainer. It go, it sits into the pot and you pour the water and you boil your pasta and then you don't have to run to the sink, get your strainer out straight. You just lift this on top of the sink and your spaghetti is strained. It's, it's a really nice pot. I don't remember where I got this. I got this 30 years ago, so this I can't help you with it. I'm sure they're out there. Our recipe. What we're going to need, we're going to need two large red onions. Onions are all different sizes. Really, it's a taste pre preference. It doesn't matter. If you want less onion, you're gonna use what you think is medium. If you want, you know, large, you're gonna use what... So the way I figure large is I have the onion in my hand. I can't close my hand around the onion. So, to me, that's a large onion. So I've got two large onions. I've got vegetable oil. We need a quarter cup of vegetable oil, vegetable oil, two onions. We need 28 ounce can of crushed tomatoes. Now, I'm using two 14 ounce cans only because the brand I buy, because I use um, a Longo's organic crushed tomatoes, and that doesn't come in the 28 ounces. So whatever you have on hand, I prefer that this has no spices in it. It should be just plain crushed tomatoes because you're gonna add a whole bunch of spices. So we said we've got our tomatoes, we've got our onions, we've got our vegetable oil, and we're going to need water, and we're going to need spices. We're going to need salt, I put in one teaspoon, one teaspoon of salt. You can 
Put as much as you want. Pepper, two pinches. One teaspoon celery seed. One teaspoon sweet basil. Half a teaspoon of garlic powder and half a teaspoon of oregano. I hope I haven't forgotten anything. As we go along, I'll be saying the ingredients again if you want to jot them down. This is really easy. So let's start because for time's sake, I think we're, I've overspoken. So I'm going to start with my measuring spoons. Sighted people, you read the spoons, common sense, you use them. Blind people, how do you know which spoon is which? I have a set of six teaspoons that ha hang on a ring. And they're in order by, by the shape of their size. Like if you feel them as a blind person, starting from one end to the other, you can feel that one is bigger, the next one is smaller, the next one is smaller, until you get to the smallest one or the other way around. You start with a really small one and you start feeling across and you can feel all the way to the biggest one. You can label your teaspoons. There are ways with raised dots and so on and so forth. I don't. At this point, I just remember my teaspoons. I have six teaspoons. So I'm just going to turn them around with the handle parts facing down so I can tell you the biggest one, the first one I feel is the biggest one. That's one tablespoon. I'm going to let it drop. The second one is a half tablespoon. I don't need that. I'm going to let it drop. The third one is one teaspoon. I need that. So at this point, I can just let all of them drop and use that. But because I actually need the one teaspoon and the half teaspoon, which is the next one, I'm going to grab the two in my hand, the one teaspoon and the half. I'm going to let the others drop. So I've got the two spoons in my hands that I need. So I'm just going to hold on to them and take them off the ring. Now you may have to push the other ones off to get the two that you have in your hand, which I just did. So in my right hand, I'm holding the two that I need. And in my left hand, I'm holding the two that I don't need because to get the ones that I wanted out, I had to remove some other ones. So I'm gonna put down the two that I need on the counter so we don't get confused. And I'm just gonna put the other ones back. Oops, okay. And I'm just gonna chuck this aside. Now, little tip here, when you wash your teaspoons that you're using, how do you put them back on? Well, you're gonna take all the spoons off the rims and you're gonna go by size. And that way they'll always be in order and ready for you to use the next time. So I'm just gonna put this aside. Okay. So before we start the recipe, Always have all your ingredients gathered together. While you're boiling stuff or stirring stuff, you don't want to be running into cupboards looking for things. You want to have all your ingredients ready. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use one of my small bowls. I have a small, just a small bowl. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to pour all my spices in here so that I can have them ready. So I need my pen friend because I need to figure out what spices I'm going to use, or sorry, where my spices are. Okay, we heard the beep, it's on. So I'm going to go over to my jars and I'm going to 
Okay, so I topped. It told me what the spice is. In this case, it's black pepper. I'm going to open it up, and I'm going to grab two pinches, and I'm going to put them in the bowl. Pinches, it's up to you. You like things spicy, make it large pinches. You like things less spicy, make it small pinches. I'm just gonna put my jar aside. We don't need that anymore. We've done the pepper. So it's good to put things that you've used aside. That way you know that you've done it. You, you're not gonna miss an ingredient. The next jar that I pick up, I have no idea what it is. I'm gonna feel for my label. So it tells me that it's herbed seasoning, seasoning salt. You can use regular salt. You can use whatever salt you like. I do have table salt. I don't use it. I, um, I have it for emergency purposes. And I have sea salt. But in this recipe, just for a little bit more flavor, I'm going to use herbed seasoning salt. So I bought the herbed seasoning salt in a little shaker container. And like I said, if I try to fill a teaspoon, I'm going to lose half the, half the, um, half the ingredient. So we've got the herb, I have the herb seasoning salt. I have the jar on my counter because it needs to be steady. And I'm going to take my one teaspoon and I'm going to put it in the jar and I'm going to scoop. Before I lift it out of the jar, I'm going to run my finger lightly on top of the teaspoon. This is called leveling. If you level your teaspoon, that's exactly one teaspoon. You could do a little more, you could do a little less, it's up to you. This recipe, we're gonna use one teaspoon of salt into the bowl. And we're gonna put this aside. Next, and now, I've showed you the concept, so I'm just gonna go a little bit quicker. Turn off. So, so now I'm tapping my label and I'm not hearing anything. It could be one of two reasons. Either my label is missing, which I can feel that it's not. So that must mean my pen friend turned off. No big deal. We're gonna turn it on again. Okay. Garlic powder. We need half a teaspoon of garlic powder or to taste. You could do fresh, but I like in this particular recipe, I like using the powder into the bowl. Set that aside. Next, next spice, whoops. See now, I'm looking for my pen friend. Oh, there it is, okay. Celery seed. We need one teaspoon. I look at my spoons, I choose the bigger one because I know the bigger one is one teaspoon. I scoop, I level, I pour into the bowl. done. Next. Oh. 
Okay, my pen friend is shutting off and I think it's because I'm running out of battery. Ha! I love this. Yep, okay, and that's basil. And I'm not gonna need my pen friend anymore. I'm just gonna put that aside as well. We need a teaspoon of basil. And scoop and level and into the bowl. I no longer need my teaspoon, so I'm just gonna toss that aside. I'm gonna put the basil aside. And our last spice is oregano. Now, I do have a mason jar with a label with oregano, but I haven't stocked it. So I'm just using um, a jar of store-bought oregano because I have oregano, but it, it comes from Greece. It's not in a jar. I put it in mason jars. Never mind. I'll explain that another time. So I'm leveling off the half teaspoon of oregano and putting it in the bowl. So we're done with our spices. They're all ready in the bowl. I'm just going to put my spices aside. I'm going to turn on the pot of water uh, so we can start boiling until we get everything ready. I should have actually done this already. So I, my stove has four knobs. I have it on my back. Um, oh, look at that. I speak two languages. I forgot what the uh, burner the back burner. So I, my button for the back burner is my second knob. So the first, as you feel the stove, you feel one knob. That's for the button, for the burner in front. And then you feel the next knob is for my burner in back. It's going to be different for everybody's stove. I'm just going to turn this on high so this can start boiling. It's good to keep your pot covered because it'll boil, the water will boil faster. Um, while we're waiting for that to boil, I have two packages of, <coughs> pardon me, I have two packages of organic uh, spaghetti. It's the 365 brand that I buy from Whole Foods. Any spaghetti will do, whatever you like, whatever pasta you like. I'm basically doing about a kilogram of spaghetti. Um, if you, you know, read the packages, it'll say 450 grams each. So it's approximately maybe 900 grams. I need, I'm, they're in the package. Before I open them, I'm going to hold the spaghetti horizontally. My left hand is on one end, my right hand is on the other end. And I'm going to put it against the counter. Try to get it in the middle. It doesn't matter. And I'm going to press down on the edge of the counter to break the spaghetti up. So basically my spaghetti became, <laughs> you know, a, a, a nice corner, half a square. I've broken the spaghetti in half. Some people don't want to break their spaghetti. They like it really long. Some people like it. I break my spaghetti and I have it ready in the package and the package is closed so we don't have to worry about it falling out. And I'm doing two packages because my family, I have quite a few people to feed. Okay, so we've done, we've broken up the spaghetti, so that's ready for us. And now we're going to do our onions. 
Now, it's okay to ask for help. This onion, if I feel all the way around, it feels hard. So that tells me that most likely there's no rotten pieces to it. Unfortunately, as blind people, if we're cutting up a vegetable and it's got brown spots, most sighted people will cut those brown spots out. We don't know if there's brown spots. I'm alive. I haven't gone to the hospital for food poisoning. So I don't think it's a big deal. If it feels slimy, throw it. If it feels off, throw it. If you have a sighted person around, you can just say, hey, I've cleaned my onions. Can you just have a look at them, make sure they're okay? Sometimes I ask my husband the night before or the morning or whenever I'm planning to make my meal, I just ask him, honey, I've cleaned up onions. Can you go have a look? And he'll come back down and say, they're fine. So it's not a big deal. Now, when you feel an onion, it's all smooth all around and the top and the bottom part have these they feel like rough, sort of little hairy, sort of little spots. These are the roots or where the roots were. You need to cut those off. So what I do is I take a knife. I don't use very sharp knives for obvious reasons. I use a knife that is smooth on one side and has teeth on the other side. If I tap the side with the teeth, it won't cut me. If I run it across, it will. If I tap the other side, it's smooth, and this is my particular knife. No matter how much I run my hand on the smooth part, which I'm doing right now, it won't cut me. So I felt where the teeth are. So I'm gonna put my onion down. Now I've, I have my root parts on the right and on the left of the onion as I'm holding it. So I'm gonna put my knife as close to the root as I can get, it doesn't matter if you're a little further off. Once I, I hold the onion tightly down, make sure your fingers are far from your blade. Once I feel that my knife is where I want it, I'm gonna move my hands away and I'm gonna hold the onion tightly where the knife isn't and I'm going to slice through. So I've gotten rid of the one root. Now, you can feel where you got rid of the root. Do you feel anything else that you may think needs to come off? I don't. Now, my a sighted person may say, yeah, there's a little more. So I'm just going to ask my cameraman. Is that good? Yeah. Good. So now we're going to turn the onion around to do the other end. Same idea. I'm going to find where I want to cut it, move my hands away, hold the onion tightly, and slice through. You're going to do this flat on a counter or a cutting board. I do use cutting boards sometimes. It's easier for me to use my workspace. I've sanitized the workspace. And also I've washed my hands very well. And that's another thing. Chefs use gloves. Most home cooks don't. It's, it's become well known that chefs use gloves. So a lot of younger home cooks are starting to use gloves, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. As a blind person, I can't use gloves. I need to feel. I need to feel bumps. I need to feel crevices. I need to feel things. So I can't work with gloves. So what I do is I just wash my hands very thoroughly and I sanitize my counter and so on and so forth. So now we've cut off the ends of the onion. I'm gonna hold the onion now vertically, meaning 
You've got the one end that you cut off at the top and the other at the bottom. And I'm gonna hold it in the palm of my hand and I'm going to place my knife as much in the middle as I can get vertically. And I'm just gonna slice through very, not all the way through, not even halfway through, just enough. The reason we're doing that is we're gonna use our fingers now to feel where our cut is and we're gonna pull the top layer of skin of the onion. We're gonna throw that out. That's all the hard stuff and maybe even the first layer of the onion. So I've gotten rid of it and my cameraman, I personally don't feel any slimy parts. It feels all nice and smooth. So I'm just gonna, my cameraman's gonna confirm that it's all okay. It's good. See? So now I'm just gonna do the other onion. Now I'm not gonna, um, I'm gonna do the other onion quickly because I've explained to you guys. So I'm just gonna quickly do it. Oops, see now, okay. So now I put my, I, for purposes of going quickly, I put my knife on the onion, but I put it with the teeth facing up. And I tried to cut. Of course, it's not going to do it. So, so here you go. We need to feel and we need to go slow, really. So I'm just going to cut through. Cut through the other side. Oops. Now, I cut through the other side, but I feel like I think I need to cut a little more. I feel like little sort of hairs and little hard stuff. So I'm just gonna cut a little more. Okay. Just gonna wipe up all this onion garbage and throw it. And we're gonna cut the, I'm just gonna slice a little bit through so that I can get rid of the top layer. Oops, I'm so sorry. So how nice is it? Not having a, I'm not a professional and my cameraman's not a professional, but this is why we love this. I just knocked with my hand. I just knocked him with the camera. So fantastic. I love it. So these things are the little spur of the moment things that are going to happen and we can all laugh about it. Now this one is giving me a little bit of a hard time. So I'm going to try to get even a second layer off because it's giving me a hard time. The first layer doesn't want to come off. So I'm just gonna go in a little deeper and cut two layers off. And, okay, well, okay. So we've got another onion and cameraman is gonna confirm it feels fine. It needs to be a little bit cut here in front. Here? Yeah. See, now, cameraman says he sees something that shouldn't go into our food. If it did, I'm telling you guys right now, probably nothing would happen, but this is why sometimes as a sighted person or as a blind person, you need to ask. Don't feel bad about that. There's nothing wrong with that. We can't drive. So there's some things that we can't do. Let's just deal with it. I don't feel what he's talking about. It feels fine. With my fingers as I run, it feels fine. So this is where the sighted help comes in, but I'm just gonna cut off a little bit and throw it out and a little bit further down right there yeah okay and actually that i felt that it wasn't good and there's a little piece more here right there 
So you see. There we go. Now our onion is clean, but if we didn't have the cited help, we would have just used it. Could anything happen? Well, nothing's happened to me so far, but you know, if you're not sure, don't use it or ask for cited help. It's not a big deal. I'm just gonna quickly give my onions a little wash. Some people don't wash their onions because, you know, you take a peel off. I do, just to get a little bit of that slimy skin off, that slimy feeling off. So I'm just gonna give it a little wash. Most of you will just run it under tap water. I don't use tap water in my cooking or for drinking, so I have a jug of water. So I'm just holding my onion over the sink and I'm pouring water and just giving it a little bit of a rinse. Okay, so our onions are washed. Now I've got little bits and pieces, little bits and pieces of onion, so my cameraman is gonna hand me a paper towel so I can just wipe away just all this onion gook. Okay, now, do you hear a sound? I hope you all do. That's my pot of water starting to boil. I know what a rapid boil sounds like. It's not boiling yet, or at least I think it's not. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna swerve around the pot, I'm gonna hold my hand high over the pot, and I'm gonna slowly put it down until I find the handle. You have to be very careful because you could really burn yourself. And this is a glass um, lid for my pot. So if I actually touch the glass, I may get burned. So I have to feel for the heat source and try to approximate where the handle is. Now, again, experience, the more you use it, the more you'll figure it out. I'm just gonna lift it and I'm gonna listen and I don't hear bubbles. So that means it's not boiling yet, but because of the sound it's making, it's almost ready. I actually just put the lid back on and now I hear bubbles. So let's see again, I'm gonna lift it. Not quite yet, but it's almost there. So we'll just, I'm gonna keep my ears open for it. So I'm gonna use my mini food processor and I'm just gonna plug it in. Now, I feel on the wall until I find the plug and you approximate where the holes are. You might have to try a few times until you get it, no big deal. If we were in Greece, actually, that would be more dangerous. The, the power level down there is really strong, so it's not good to feel with your fingers where the holes are. So, but we're in Canada and I haven't been electrocuted. I don't go near it with wet, wet hands. That's just common sense. Um, so I'm going to cut up my onions into, it doesn't matter, pieces. I'm going to hold my, my onion is flat on the counter and with my knife with the teeth, I'm just going to put my hand on top of the knife so I kind of can feel where it's in the middle. I'm going to use my two fingers left and right, uh, to hold the onion on either side far from the blade and I'm going to slice through. Once you start to slice and your, your blade is in the onion, you can let go and put your hand on top so that now it's even less dangerous and you can slice through freely. 
And you're gonna continue the same way to slice with your, using your fingers to put it in place. Slice through. You're gonna slice a whole bunch of, you're just gonna make sections because you wanna put it in the food process, processor. This isn't gonna fit in the food processor. So I need to cut it up. So I'm just cutting up the onions into pieces. And these pieces that I'm actually cutting up may still be too large. We'll see when we try to put them in the food processor. I'm just gonna check my water again. And I've lifted up the lid and I hear that it's boiling. So I'm going to put the lid aside, we don't need it. Now please be careful. As a blind person trying to put spaghetti into a pot, you gotta feel for the heat source. If you don't, you can't touch the pot, it's, it's hot. So I'm going to hold my spaghetti up high. I feel the heat source. I can touch the pot with the package, but I'm not going to just because I know that I'm there and I'm gonna let my spaghetti drop into the pot. Now, this package didn't open up correctly, so I'm gonna show you with the other package. I'm just gonna put this in quickly. All right, the second pack package which is gonna open properly. I'm gonna open it up at the top. Okay, so now I have a, an open, a properly open package of spaghetti. So I'm just gonna actually touch, with my spaghetti, I'm touching the corner, the edge of the pot, so I know where the pot is. So I'm just gonna tip over, and it's all gonna go in. I'm gonna grab a wooden spoon and I'm gonna touch the edge of the pot to find it. Where is it? I feel it, I'm topping it. I'm gonna put my spoon in. Hold your spoons when you're stirring food at the tip. Don't try holding your spoon lower towards the middle. No, at the tip. Stir the spaghetti up so you can distribute it, so it can get soft, so on and so forth. Tap your spoon. Have a small plate that you can put your spoon on because you're gonna use it. Now we need to set the timer because it's starting to boil. Once your spaghetti starts to boil, you're gonna set the timer. I'm gonna set it for 15 minutes, pressing the middle top button. Fifteen minutes and ten seconds, and I'm going to press start. The reason I added ten seconds is just in case my start button didn't catch and I don't hear it say fifteen minutes, then I know it, it's not working. 
It should count down the 10 seconds and then it should say 15 minutes. Once in a blue moon, it doesn't. And this may be the time. So the cameraman's gonna confirm to me if it's working or not. It's working. Okay, so usually what'll happen is 15 minutes and 10 seconds. Once it stops counting down the 10 seconds, it'll say 15 minutes. One out of a hundred times it doesn't. And this, unfortunately today was the time that it didn't. So we've set the timer for 15 minutes. Spaghetti is a preference. El dente is probably for this brand about 13 minutes. I have seniors in the house. They like their food mushier. If it was up to them, they'd cook spaghetti for 20 minutes. I won't allow that. They're gonna have to settle for 15 minutes. But we'll try it when the time comes, we'll see. So let's just set the timer aside because we need to move along with the onions. So I'm gonna, I opened up my food processor and, it, and I'm gonna take a piece of onion and I'm gonna try to put it in around the blade. It fits, so we're good to go. So that one is good to go. Let's try another one. Mm, that one's a little tight, so I'm gonna just cut it. And I'm gonna put it in. Now it fits better because I cut it up. And let's see, can we put another one? Sure, we'll put this. Mm, another one that feels a little tight. So I'm gonna give it another slice through. So you're just gonna cut up your onions to fit into your food processor. Try to put your onions vertically into the, um, into the food processor. Because sometimes flat doesn't work as properly, but it, it, it'll do the trick, don't worry. So just put your onions in, replace the cap. You're not gonna fit all your onions. You're gonna do this in batches. You're gonna put the cap on. I hold down the cap just in case of accidents, and you're gonna, you're gonna pulse. How long should you pulse? Well, personally, I can feel when the food processor is working more smoothly, which means it's pretty much cut it up. I can also hear the difference. So that comes with experience. Of course, the, the other way you can do it is open up the cap, stick your finger inside, and feel your onions. Are they to your liking? Are as, they as fine as you'd like them? For this particular recipe, I like my onions pretty fine, so I'm gonna give it a little bit more of a pulse. And it looks to me like it's fine. I'm just gonna test again with my finger. I like it, not bad. It doesn't really matter. So I'm going to throw my onions into my non-stick pot you feel for the pot your your pot is not on a heat source so there's nothing to worry about you feel for your pot dump your onions in. now I take the blade out and I let whatever's on the blade fall into the pot and then I push all of it out with my fingers and it, you don't have to get it all out if you have a little bit left in it doesn't matter you're still gonna pulse more onions so we're gonna put the container of the food processor, processor back onto the base. And every food processor is different, so I'm not gonna get into the 
explaining to you guys how to actually assess. I may do it at some point with my particular one, but every food processor is different. There's, you can feel where you need to put it. So I'm just gonna do my onions again, more onions into my food processor. Whoops. Okay. And we still have quite a few pieces left. We have two. I can feel three. This one will fit. And needs a little bit of cutting again. And I think we've got two left, if I'm correct. Yeah, I don't feel any more, so we've got two left. Before I pulse the next batch, I'm just going to give my pasta a stir. Again, how are we going to do this? We're going to take our spoon. We're going to hold it our wooden spoon, it's long. We're gonna hold it at the tip. We're gonna feel for the pot. And once we know we've got the edge of the pot, we're gonna give our spaghetti a stir. And you do this so that your spaghetti doesn't stick. Okay, tap. So if there's any spaghetti on your spoon and you tap, it's gonna fall into the pot. And we're gonna put it back on our plate. So let's pulse the next batch of onions. test with my finger sounds good I'm gonna give I'm, I'm what I'm doing with my fingers I'm pushing the onion down so I can see how fine it's become so when I put the onions into the food processor they were all the way to the top now that they've been pulsed I it's probably about half full that tells me that it's good enough but I have a few pieces left I'm just gonna stick a few more pieces into the already pulsed um, pulsed onions just right on top of the ones that you've already pulsed just press it down cap pulse okay let's give it a check okay it's pretty good now now it's all the way three quarters of this container is it gonna fit the other piece I don't know we have one piece left so I don't know and I don't want to risk it so I'm going to get rid of half of the onion that's in here I'm gonna put it in my pot with the other onions the reason I'm putting half okay I'm tapping the blade on the edge so if there's any onion on the blade we can put it in the pot I'm gonna get rid of half of what's in my food processor half does it matter leave a little bit in leave a handful in or half a handful the reason i'm leaving a little bit in is because you have a big container for your food processor and one piece of onion left so i want to give it some uh some friction to help it chop up better so I'm just going to slice my onions again. So now we've done all the onions or they're in ready to go. We have no more onions left. So, and we're going to give it a pulse. Okay. 
Let's check. It's all done. It's fine. And now, if you get a few little pieces, don't worry about it. You're going to saute the onions. So they're going to become nice and soft. So we're done with the onions. I'm just going to put them into the pot. Like I said, there's no heat source, so you can touch your pot all you want. You can touch the edges, the sides. It doesn't matter. You can tap. That's just me throwing parts of my food processor into the sink. Again, the blade, be careful. You're going to lift it up from the top that has no blades. You're going to lift up and tap. Most likely, if you tap quite a few times, there'll be nothing left on it. If there is, it's not a big deal. Throw that into the sink without touching the blades and then throw the rest of your onions into the pot. Try to get as much out as possible. You're going to have a little bit left in your, but we're talking about crumbs. It's pretty much empty. We're talking about crumbs, so don't worry about it. That's it. We're done with the onions. So just give me a second. So I just washed away a little bit of the onions off my hands and I'm just gonna wipe them on my kitchen towel, which I have hanging from my oven door. And I'm going to unplug, now my hands are wet. So I unplugged the food processor, but I didn't touch the, I actually touched just the coiled wire leading up to the part that you put into the wall. And I pulled from there. My wet hands didn't come into contact with the edge. I'm just gonna put this aside. Our spaghetti says five minutes. I just heard the timer. So I'm gonna give my spaghetti another stir. Now again, I'm holding the spoon from the tip. I can feel the steam on my hand. So sometimes you have to pull away a little bit. I actually forgot to add salt to my pasta water. It does help. If you add salt to your pasta water, it gives your pasta more taste. Um, you should do it. The fact that I didn't is not a big deal. I no longer need my knife. I'm just going to put that away. And my cameraman is going to hand me a kitchen towel so that I can wipe away the little bits and pieces of onion we don't you know into the sink we're gonna clean up later and I'm not gonna show you guys I'm sure you guys all know how to clean I'm just wiping up bits of onion that may have fallen out of my food processor and with your hands you can feel your counter you can feel how smooth it is if it's smooth and you don't feel anything it's pretty much clean okay so we're waiting for our pasta to be done I'm going to open up my ground tomatoes or crushed tomatoes, whatever you want to call them. In this case, I do have an electric can opener, but these are your self-opening cans that you pull the tabs. Tab is on one side. It feels like there's a little, it feels like a pop can. So think of like you're opening up a 7-Up. So what you would do is you would pull the tab upwards, and you just heard it, and then you put your fingers into the little ring of the tab, and you pull with lots of strength. I have to really pull. And I pull and I open. So I've got my tomatoes open. 
I'm just going to do the other can. And I've got both cans open. It Just a little tip about open it, but it's like opening up a pop can. So, uh, we need to get oil into our pot. Oil. I like to measure out my oil in grams because that way I don't have to fuss with, me fuss with measuring cups. For this particular recipe, I haven't done that. And I'm not going to do it right now just for the purposes of time. We're already running way too much time over. But that means I hope you guys love me and you're watching and you're not bored and gone, you know, somewhere else. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my quarter cup. I'm going to put it in my bowl and I'm going to take, I'm using vegetable oil for this recipe. If you want, you could do it with olive oil. I actually do this recipe most times with vegetable oil only because vegetable oil is neutral and you can really taste the spices, but it's not a big deal. Olive oil gives it also a great taste. So I'm just going to fill my quarter cup measuring cup with oil. Now, what I do is I hold the cup. I have it flat on top of my, on top of the, my fingers in my palm and my thumb is touching the edge. So half my thumb is sort of in the cup. The reason I do that is because I want to feel when it gets to the top. I'm going to lose some oil. I don't want to lose a lot, but I'm going to do it over a bowl. What if I get a lot of oil in my bowl, it's no big deal. I'm going to use a funnel later and put it back into my container. So I'm just going to fill my oil. I actually felt the oil, but I didn't pull away enough. So I've got oil all over my hands, but it's all dripping into the bowl. So I'm not going to lose what's in the bowl. My hands are all oily, but, and I'm being handed a paper towel, so I'm kind of wiping my hands. I'm going to take my oil carefully. Put your hand under your cup as you move to your pot. So if you spill, you're going to spill it on your hands and not on the floor. I'm just going to pour my oil in. And I can hear it. I can hear that it's no longer dripping. If I want, I can stick my finger in and kind of push anything that's left in. Put that away. Now, our timer is saying that we've got 30 seconds left. Is our spaghetti ready to go? I need to taste. I'm gonna set the bowl with the oil that caught our oil dripping aside so we don't knock it over. So timer is beeping. It told us that the 15 minutes is up. Is the 15 minutes okay now? Testing pasta, boiling water, it's a little bit hard to do. But again, use your spoon, hold it at the tip, find the edge, and scoop. You may get some, you may not. I can, most of the time, I can feel if there's something on the spoon. Right now, I'm pretty sure there is. That's what it feels like to me that there is. So I'm going to move it away from the pot so I don't burn myself. And very gently, because this is hot pasta, I'm going to grab a strand, whoops, grab a strand and test it in my mouth. You can blow so you don't burn yourself. Pasta tastes fine to me. It's actually a little overdone for my liking. Seniors will love it. Now, make sure your sink is clear. Turn off your heat source by 
swerving from the side and to the pack, back. Never go over a boiling pot with your hand. You're going to burn yourself. Use oven mitts to grab your pot and move it to the sink for straining purposes. I don't need to just because these handles are not hot, but, you know, it's a good thing to do. So I'm just going to grab it and move quickly to my sink. Be careful. This is hot water. Now, in my case, I'm lucky that I have this particular pot because I don't need to tip it and strain into uh, a strainer. All I have to do is I've set the pot in and all I need to do is lift and voila, you can hear the water dripping and I'm my, my pasta is being strained. So it's almost like a double boiler. It's got a pot and then it's got a strainer that sits right into it. So I'm... I'm shaking my pasta a little bit. Make sure you're far from your sink as possible, as much as your hands can handle. You don't want boiling water dripping on you. So this is dripping. I'm gonna set it aside. Okay. And I'm gonna grab my two handles from my pot and I'm going to dump the water, the boiling water out of the pot. Don't do this towards you. When you tip your pot to dump out hot boiling water, do it away from you. I tipped it towards my wall. Across from my kitchen sink, there's a wall. So I can actually, if I put my hand out and touch the wall, there's a wall. So I basically tipped towards the wall. And I'm just going to dump my spaghetti now into my pot. Be careful, it's hot. Feel for the edge. I've felt for the edge. I found that I'm on top. And I'm just gonna tip, tap, and get all the spaghetti out. Now, in my particular strainer, there's some spaghetti in there. I'll get, for time purposes, I'll get it later. I would just use my hands to pick it out. Set this aside. Now, spaghetti. You don't want your spaghetti. If you're serving it right away, go right ahead now and serve. I'm not serving this right away. I'm not even done my sauce. So what I'm going to do is I'm just gonna pour in a little bit of oil. Don't overdo it on the oil. It'll be slimy. Just a little bit. I just tip my, whoop. I just tip a little and I heard it drip and that's good enough for me. If it was olive oil, I might put more. But because it's not, it's vegetable oil, I, uh, Oh, where did I do it? Oh, there it is, okay. Um, if it was olive oil, I'd do more. It's vegetable oil, I'm not a big fan. So I've put oil in and I'm just gonna toss the spaghetti so it can be coated with vegetable oil. I'm just tossing it, I'm just stirring and I'm going from the bottom to the top. I'm like folding and so on and so forth. Does this give you a non-stick result? To be honest with you? Not really. <laughs> it helps, but not really. <laughs> if you didn't put any oil, it would be even worse. So a little bit of oil helps so that it doesn't stick. So I'm just gonna put our pasta on the side. And I'm gonna cover it because pasta gets hard if you don't. So let's quickly do the sauce. I'm not gonna, obviously I'm not gonna sit with you guys for the pasta, need, the sauce needs to boil for 30 minutes. 
and it need and then you need to turn up the heat and boil it for another 20 minutes i am just remind you guys but i i'm not going to stay another hour or have you guys watch another hour of video just to watch my sauce boil so i've got <coughs> my nonstick pot i've got it on my burner i have raised burners i have the old-fashioned burners so i can feel if my pot's in the right place and i've got my onions and my oil i'm gonna now I can go over my pot to turn on the heat because this burner is not hot. This pot is not hot. If this hot was pot, if this hot was pot, if this pot was hot, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't go over the pot. I would swerve around into the back. So I'm just going to turn it on high. And we're going to wait for the oil to heat up and start sauteing the onions. Once it starts sauteing the onions, you should stir occasionally for about, I would say about five to seven minutes. It's your preference. If they're a little more sauteed, it'll give it a little bit of a different taste. If they're a little less, it'll, but regardless, it's an onion taste. I personally saute mine for about seven minutes. So I'm just gonna set my timer. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven minutes. Seven minutes, and I'm gonna add the 10 seconds, and hopefully this time it'll tell me. Now I have my timer set, but I'm not going to press start because my onions haven't even started sizzling. I'm going to take the wooden spoon again. You're using a non-stick pot. Use a wooden spoon. Don't use metal. You'll destroy your pots. Unless they're specifically plastic. If it's specifically made for non-stick, that's fine. I don't prefer them. They bend, they burn, so on and so forth. I like wood. So I hear my... I hear them sizzling. I need to turn down the heat because high is going to burn them. So I'm going to move right of my pot and I'm going to swerve my hand to the back of the stove, find my knob, and then turn my knob to medium. I have raised um, dots on my stove and I know where medium is. So I'm just going to do that quickly. I move to the right. I swerve and find my knob. I'm, my arm is behind the pot and I'm gonna take it down and I feel for the raised dots and I get it to medium my medium raised dot is missing um, my husband is gonna get to it soon and it just it fell off he needs to label it again no big deal I've got the the four and the six so my stove is a scale from one to nine one is your warm the lowest and nine is your highest so medium is five my raised bump for four is there and my raised bump for six is, six is there. So I know it's in the middle. It's not a big deal right now. If all my raised dots were missing, then we'd have a problem. Um, so I'm just gonna move to the left again. This nonstick pot, my handles don't get hot. So with my left hand, I hold my pot in place. And with my right, I stir up my onions. Now, I find, I'm thinking that medium is a little bit too low, so I'm just going to take it to six, and I'm just going to do it the same way I described before. Okay, so I've taken it up to six because I just want a little bit. So I use my ears. The sizzling wasn't loud enough for me, and that comes with experience. The more you cook, the more you will figure out sounds and feeling stuff 
and trying to, you're going to use all your senses. I smell the onions now. I hear the sizzling. Is it the sizzling? Is it what I want? Is this the amount of sizzling that I want? If, if the sizzling sound was higher, then it would burn. If it was lower, it would take forever for them to saute. And you might even get um, juices running out of the onions that you don't want. You want to saute these. You don't want to boil them. So if it's too low, you're not going to get the result you want. So about medium, maybe one, one over medium. So in my case, it's the six. So I have it on the six and I'm going to, and I forgot to set my timer and it's not a big deal. I'm going to press start. And I'm going to wait and hopefully it'll announce to me the seven minute mark. And I, and there it goes. It did it. So now I know I've got seven minutes on the timer and I'm going to set that. If you feel when you're stirring, remember, we're going to stir these occasionally, maybe once every minute. If you feel it that it's starting to burn, then that's fine. We're going to move on to the next step. So see you in about seven minutes so I can show you the next steps. I'm just stirring up while you guys go have a bathroom break or coffee break. So... We're almost at the seven minute mark of sauteing our onions. We've been stirring. Our timer says 40 seconds. You don't have to be exact seven minutes. It could be seven minutes and five seconds. It could be six minutes and 25 seconds. It doesn't matter. It's approximate. The time is approximate. I like the seven minute mark. So right now I'm going to turn, I'm gonna actually turn my heat off completely. So I'm gonna go to the right of the pot Find the back of the stove with my hand. Find, I'm gonna go across and find my knob. I found it, it's my first knob, and I'm gonna turn it off. And I heard the click, so I know it's off. The reason I've done that, and I'm just gonna turn off the timer. The reason I've done that is when you pour ground tomatoes into hot sauteing, onions with oil until you get all your spices in or whatever else ingredients it's going to splatter and we don't want it splattering all over the place so I turn my heat off so that I can pour my ingredients in at this point so I hold my I um I, I have my wooden spoon sitting in my pot that's fine and I feel for the heat source I know where my handles are because I'm touching them if you don't feel a handle, don't go towards your pot. Don't go towards the heat source. You're going to burn yourself. Try to find your handle. Just go around the outside until you find your handle without touching the pot. I found it. I feel the heat source is under my hand. My left hand is holding the can of tomatoes and my right hand is holding my pot. So I'm just going to tip my opened cans of crushed tomatoes. I've heard it fall, it's all in there. Now, ground tomatoes always leave a little bit in the can. I'm gonna use my spoon to get as much out as possible. Anyways, it's not a big deal because this didn't open properly, but we're gonna get everything out of the cans out, no problem, because we're gonna wash, we're gonna add water to our sauce and we're gonna put it in the cans first. So let me just get my other can in. You guys might be using one large can, so you'll only have one can, I have two. 
So I heard it. It's all in there. I'm going to give it a stir so I can mix up with the onions. Now, the, remember, your heat is off, so there's no danger whatsoever. The pot is still hot. The burner is still hot. But that's common sense. Watch yourself. I stirred it all up, mixed it all up. Remember my spices? I have them ready in a bowl. We toss them all in a bowl. One toss right over. There we go. All the spices, I gave it a little bit of a swipe with my hand, just in case something stuck onto the bowl. All spices in our food with one tip. And give that up a stir. Get the spices everywhere. And now we're just going to add water. So, whoops, sorry, I need my spoon. So our spoon is in the sauce. So tap, 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 tap. Get as much off as possible. And put it down somewhere. I have a plate that I'm putting it on so that I don't get sauce all over my counter. And if I did, who cares? I will clean it up and I'm just going to pour water into my cans. If you're using 28 ounces of crushed tomatoes, you're going to put your two cans of water. I'm using 14 ounce cans. I'm using two cans. So I'm actually going to put two of each. So I just over my sink. So if water spills, who cares? We're not going to get it on our counter on our floor. Okay. And I'm gonna pour it into the pot. As you heard, it all went in. And again, this is just water, guys, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, try to get, you can give the can a stir with your spoon to make sure all the tomato comes out, which I didn't do with my first one, but it's not a big deal. You're gonna leave behind an inkling of sauce, who cares? There's, I've put two cans of water. I'm just gonna continue quickly. You guys don't have to watch me do this because you know now. Over the sink, you're gonna fill your cans so you don't get water on your floor. And you're gonna pour them into your pot. So I'm at number three. I've poured three cans. One more. See, I just spilled quite a bit of water into the sink. And a little bit more just to show you guys. Who cares? It's in the sink. There you go. So we've got four cans of water. In my case, if you're using a large can, it's two. Again, give it a nice stir. Turn your heat to high. Cover the pot so it can boil. If you... Forget to cover your pot. It will eventually boil. It'll just take longer. If you cover the pot, it'll boil quick, quicker. So I'm just gonna boil it. Uh, I'm gonna tap it. When I find where I put my, my, uh, yeah. So cameraman, thank God for cameramans. Cameramen, cameramen showed me where it was. I shouldn't have done that. I had actually left it on the stove. That's not good and it's not, it's dangerous. I would have eventually found it, um, 
cameraman helped me find it faster. I should have left it in a spot where I know where it was, so don't do that. Make sure you have, you know where everything is before you start. But I'm glad that that happened and you guys can see my mistake. So I'm just gonna cap it and we're gonna wait for it to boil. Once it starts to boil, I'm gonna take the heat down to medium. I'm gonna leave it covered and I'm gonna boil it for 30 minutes. I'm gonna set my timer. When the 30 minute time is up, I'm gonna leave it covered, but I'm gonna turn the heat up to high. You want your sauce to thicken slightly. If you want a thicker sauce, you can add stuff into it to thicken it up, or you can uh, let it boil down even further. We don't want a really thick sauce. So we just want it to thicken slight, slightly. So then I'm going to turn it up to high and I'm gonna let it boil for another 20 minutes. When you're boiling it at the 20 minute, the, for the last 20 minutes, you gotta stir it every so often because um, it may stick to the pot. So maybe every, I would say maybe every five to seven minutes, give it a stir. So in the 20 minutes, you wanna stir it about three times. You'll feel it getting thickened, getting thicker. You can taste to see if it's to your liking for spices. You can taste to see if it's to your liking for thickness. You can feel the sauce getting thicker, even the slightness. With the experience, you feel what it feels like to stir water. And then if it gets a little thicker, it, it's harder to stir. Because this is not a major thick, it's not a stew, it's not a custard. I'm not gonna feel major thickness, but I am gonna feel a difference. That comes with experience. If you're not sure, don't worry about it. It's still gonna be delicious. So, rule of thumb, boil your, uh, saute your onions for seven minutes, add your spices, tomato, and um, water, cover, bring to a boil, take down to medium, boil for 30 minutes, bring to high, boil for another 15 to 20 minutes, stirring occasionally. And I'm just going to, I will show you guys the end product. There is nothing more that I can show you for this recipe right now. I'll show you the end product. Um, you know, fill your bowls with pasta, add your sauce, add a whole bunch of cheese. If you want, serve it with a little bit of garlic bread on the side, maybe a nice salad, nice lunch or dinner, ready to go. In real time, it probably takes about an hour to do this. It took a little longer today because it's our first episode. I wanted to explain some gadgets to you guys, give you some more tips. Sometimes I don't know when to stop talking. Forgive me, I love you guys. I will show you the end product. And the only, I don't think I've forgotten to mention anything. Um, as we go along and you guys get to know me, we'll figure it all out and you know, I'll show you more tips, hopefully, and more gadgets and more, the best of all, most wonderful, wonderful recipes. So thank you so much for tuning in. I will say goodbye to you guys later again. So for now, I'll see you in about 50 minutes. Bye for now. So here we are after 50 minutes and our sauce is ready. Our spaghetti is ready. I've actually cleaned up. I understand that this episode was much longer than I probably wanted, 
but because it's our introduction episode and I wanted to share some tips with you, uh, this is why it was longer. Normally our episodes are, are not gonna be this long. At least I'm going to try to make them short because I think that I'm not gonna share 100 tips with you guys on every episode. Um, so our spaghetti is ready. Now I just want to tell you guys that when you're cooking your sauce on high, I said with the cap covered. That's the reason being is because it's gonna splatter all over the place. Um, when you want to stir your sauce, because it's splattering, it could really burn you. So I just wanna show you, I'm done, I've turned off the heat, but I'm just gonna show you guys that you're gonna lift your lid from your pot and you're gonna hold it basically in front of your pot. So you're, so it's like, it's gonna, the pot is, the lid is gonna act like a shield between you and your pot. And you're gonna take your wooden spoon, holding it at the tip, and you're going to quickly put it in the pot and quickly stir. And you're gonna pull your hand away as quick as possible. You're gonna hear it going blunk, blunk, blunk. You're gonna hear it splattering. And you're gonna quickly cover it again when you stir. That's just to, be careful so that you don't get burned. Um, of course, you can always use the oven mitts so that you don't get splattered. I have gotten splattered in the past, but like I said, if you're new at this, you might want to take the extra precaution. So um, our recipe is ready. So I'm just going to show you guys that I've put spaghetti on a plate and I have a deep ladle it feels like half a ball in your hand um and i'm going to remove the lid from the sauce i'm going to put it aside and i actually before i pour it on my spaghetti i just want to show you guys the difference so it's not watery it feels a little chunky it feels chunky and if i lift it up and i tip the spoon it doesn't fall quickly and you can actually hear it falling chunky so it's a little thick. You want your sauce to be a little thick. If you like runny sauce, by all means, don't boil it up so much. So I just wanna show you that with my left hand, I'm going to take my plate of spaghetti. I'm gonna hold it over uh, the pot. And with my ladle, I'm going to scoop up some sauce and I'm gonna bring it over my plate and onto my spaghetti. If I don't do that, I'm gonna spill it all over the place. So this is a hearty, this is much more than one serving. It's for somebody who has a big appetite. So I'm just gonna put two ladles of sauce and there's your spaghetti with tomato sauce. Now, I would normally top that with cheese. I'm not going to right now because we're in a fasting period for what's called Pascha. Pascha is Easter for you guys, but it's Orthodox Easter, or ortho, the, the proper name is Pascha, or Orthodox Pascha, and it's not for a few weeks. So we're in a fasting period. So right now I don't consume any type of dairy or meat products or anything like that. So I'm not gonna put cheese on my spaghetti or whoever I'm serving this to, but if we were not in a fasting period, I would top it with cheese. So that's it for our episode today. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I'm sorry that it was so long. I hope that the tips I gave you helped. I hope that Victor, who 
has the Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway channel can put the recipe in the comments. Um, I will run that by him. I just want to run down the recipe really quickly for you guys to jot it down. One or two packages of spaghetti, 900 grams to one kilogram. One 28 ounce can of crushed tomatoes. One quarter cup of vegetable oil. Two full cans of water. That's using your tomato can. Um, one teaspoon salt or to taste. One teaspoon celery seed, one teaspoon basil, half a teaspoon of oregano, half a teaspoon of garlic powder, two pinches of pepper. That's all there is to it. Very nice, simple recipe. Always gather your ingredients before you start. Put your onions through a food processor, saute them for seven minutes, turn off the heat, add your tomatoes. Add your spices, your water, cover the pot, bring it to a boil, turn down the heat to medium, boil for 30 minutes, turn the heat up to high, boil for approximately 15 to 20 minutes until you get the desired thickness. Spaghetti, it's pretty self-explanatory. You boil your water, add salt. Don't forget to add salt like I did today. Add salt, add your spaghetti, broken or not and boil according to your taste or package instructions. El dente is nice. Um, strain your spaghetti, add a little bit of oil, mix it all up, serve with tomato sauce, add cheese. That's all there is to our recipe. I so much appreciate all of this new endeavor. I hope you guys really truly enjoy it. I would love to get feedback. So until next time, I want to send out a big thank you to everybody watching and everybody behind the scenes. I know this is not a professional video, but I'm glad to be sharing my tips, my experiences, my recipes with you guys. So for now, see you later from me. Lots and lots of blind kisses to each and every one of you, to you, to you, to you, and to you. I love you guys and see you on the next episode. Bye for now. I am your host, Zoe Fiogos. With sincere love and gratitude, I thank you for watching Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner.